Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Dying Time is here. That's right. We're talking about a movie called Friday the 13th. Who? Ever heard of it? What? On Kill by Kill. Hello. <laughs> Greetings and salutations, Internet. It's your old pal, Patrick Hamilton, coming to you once again from Camp Crystal Lake. I don't know where that is or, or why we're never, talking about never it. Never heard Canada. of it. <laughs> you believe this takes place in Canada? It looks like Canada. It's like cold, but it has a lot of trees at the same time. <laughs> it's, it's cold, but it shouldn't be cold. That's true. That is a true. Okay, we're getting right into it. Yeah. Let's let's dispense with the whole to do of our of our show's format, right? This week's very special episode. Of course, it is Friday the thirteenth when you're listening to this. If you downloaded it the day it's available, and so to celebrate, uh, I thought it would be fun uh, for my kid uh, Ollie, who turned thirteen this year, for his thirteenth birthday to watch Friday the thirteenth. Uh, of course, there's only one person that uh, I trust to help me uh, quiz my own child about a horror movie. I forced him to watch the one, the only, Gina Radcliffe. How are you doing today, Gina? I, I, I just, under 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 legal advice, I, I just want to let everybody know that that this was entirely your idea. Yes, it and was. I would I would not I would not ask your child to provide free labor for our podcast. <laughs> I would. Uh, he contributes very little outside of his dazzling. Does, have have his you made sure? Have you made sure that he's gotten working papers? Is everything on the up and up here? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm 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 like sixty five percent sure this is legal. So I think that floats these days. To be I'm honest, your child, I think it's fine. Oh, the child thinks it's fine. So I think we're okay. So, of course, um, our honored guest today, who's actually a returning champion to the show, the one, the only, Ollie Hamilton. Ollie, how are you doing today? I'm all right. Okay. (laughs) Now, uh, we have lots of questions for you, and I'm sure you have a few questions for us about Friday the 13th. But let's, as we brought up the coldness thing, let's tackle that. This actually was supposed to take place in New Jersey and is filmed in New Jersey. Okay. So in that tri-state area in the Northeast. I thought New Jersey was warm. Gina, you grew up in New Jersey. You've been asked, why isn't New Jersey warm in this movie? Uh, You're absolutely correct. It is warm in the summertime. It should be warm and they should be constantly slapping themselves to get rid of mosquitoes. (laughs) And the, and why is it so cold? I don't understand. Uh, that we, well, we've never I, I, we've never understood that. Yes, uh, it is weird. Probably because they film them not in the summer, but in the winter, so that the movie can come out mm-hmm. in the summer, right? So everyone's pretending to be warm in the sun, when in reality they're freezing in the cold. But there's snow, and then where is there snow? Wasn't there snow? There was. I mean, it, I would love for you to point out the snow in this northern New Jersey town. Oh, wait, but... no, that was grass. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, quick quiz. You do know the difference between snow and grass, right? Apparently not. All right, well, what what do you think are the main two differences? I, in fact, I'll just give you one. What is the one difference between them? They're cold. <laughs> Grass, typically not inherently cold. It does not have to be cold. can become cold, but uh, snow. Again, I feel that this is a much younger Oliver question. 
I think you're pulling <laughs> the the wool over my eyes. Okay. You really want you really want to you really want to blow your uh, your mind. Watch uh, part six where it's so cold you can see everybody's breath. <laughs> yeah, everyone has their breath seen on camera, and it's supposed to be the dead of summer in that movie. Then why don't they just shoot shoot it in summer and then release it next summer? Well, when you become the head of Paramount Pictures in the 1980s, you can create that. that it's like, it's, he's like he should be running the place. My God, yeah. Well, he wouldn't be doing a worse job. I'll tell you that right now. So, uh, now, when we uh, started watching Friday the 13th, right, Mm -hmm. what did you think the movie was going to be versus what the movie actually was? Um, I didn't know it was going to be like a slasher movie. Mm -hmm. Um, but I didn't know it was going to be so, like, I thought the gore was going to be way worse. It actually looks pretty good. <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah, this is one of the tamer ones. Yeah. But, I mean, when you say worse, do you mean it was going to be more gory? Or do you think it, did you think it was going to be slapdash? Like, it wasn't going to look good at all? It wasn't going to look great. I mean, I thought the, because, like, older movies mm-hmm. with the blood it's like not blood color <laughs> <laughs> what pre- what previous blood color have you been exposed to that you thought was i mean i haven't like uh, doused in, you in giallos in, in holes it was like weird <laughs> gina this just in holes has has different blood color than friday the 13th it's like the shia labeouf movie I think, yes. Do you mean the Shia LaBeouf movie where they dig holes in the desert? No. No. What I was, was going to say, there's no blood in that. That's a, oh, that's, that's a children's called, movie. That's called Tremors. Oh, 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 Tremors. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. now that I think about it, the blood in that is a little orangey. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, most of the blood you're seeing is the blood of the animals. Yeah. They don't have uh, like, person blood in it. When, yeah, it does. When the... Oh. When the Construction workers get the oh eaten. okay all right all right fair cop doesn't look real <laughs> yeah it's got a little of that like that giallo tempera paint look to yeah. it yeah. it's too it's yeah. too shiny too shiny you know f- just color timed a little weird whatever mm-hmm. it was okay I'll give you that now the other thing is but with the makeup here the guy named Tom Savini you know I pointed out his name in the credits at the end mm-hmm. all right so Tom Savini the, was a, the guy that held up the head or no that's his that's his assistant Tasso oh, Tom Savini awesome. was the guy who developed and created all the special effects Oh. And so he's a big special effects guy. Yeah. He's a big, big makeup guy who, over the coming years, you will be exposed to a lot more because I'm going to force you to watch those movies. Are you looking forward to that? Which movies? (laughs) Well, Scanners, he blows up an entire head with a shotgun. So you got that to look forward to. Fun. Make him him watch uh, Day of the Dead. That's a fun one. Oh, that's a romp that you'll just love. We, we haven't even really started zombies with you, so that's that's in the future. We didn't watch, uh, what was that called? The, um, I forgot what, what, what it was called. Well, it's hard, it's hard for me to tell whether or not we watch something you, you don't know the, the name of. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, so 
you thought the the effects would be would be weirder. You knew it would be a slasher. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, now one of the things that you noticed right away and you brought up was you told uh, your mom, Becky, that you believed that Annie would be the final girl and why yeah, did you believe that? Because um, she was like on the screen the most time and she was different from all the other characters which were driving there by the... Uh, but she was, like, walking there. Okay. I didn't expect the truck driver to be the killer. That was cool. <laughs> you mean the, the person in the Jeep? Yeah. Yeah. Not Enos, the guy in the, tr- in the truck who, who no. pushes her into the cab of the truck by her butt. No. Okay. That was weird. That was weird, right? Did <laughs> <laughs> That you offer someone a ride and they're like, hey, let me get underneath your butt and push you into a truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a little odd. So... Gina. Yes. The, he he got fooled by the movie. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell you how happy this makes me. I'm curious, Ollie. Did you did you know who the killer was in this going in? Um I mean, I thought it was the because when you think of Friday the thirteenth, or at least what I've been told about it, there's a guy in a hockey mask. <laughs> That's no, that's cool that that new new viewers could still you know be surprised by this. I think that's mm-hmm. pretty neat. I mean, like I think I thought it was really cool that um it was the the mom. Those those just such a cool idea. Um, they should have expanded on it more, but they like killed her off. Uh, yeah, before she just they could she, even make like a second movie with her in it. They did, yeah, they just give her her little speech and then whap, her head gets cut off. Yeah. Now, did you find her performance super realistic, Ollie? No. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't seem like the type to uh, do that stuff. Would it surprise you that she was predominantly known as a Broadway star? She was acting for the stage. No. You, that wouldn't surprise you. Oh, it does yeah, you. it does. Okay. <laughs> I've always been confused when to use yes or yeses or nos, and then I get it wrong most of the time. <laughs> like, yes, this is not true, which is supposed to be no, it's not true, but then he is, t- he is talking to you like a lawyer. <laughs> he is trying to oh. entrap you. Yes, I'm constantly trying to entrap you. This is why you try to argue your way out of everything all the time. So, um, so, yeah, she was a Broadway star. And when uh, she, uh, when this was reviewed by Siskel and Ebert, who were the two biggest uh, movie reviewers on TV, mm-hmm. uh, Gene Siskel, Gene Goofball Siskel. Siskel. Yeah, that was his name. Siskel. He looks like a Gene Siskel. Picture Gene Siskel in your mind, and you're probably right. So uh, he, he like a long, slender white man? Yes! Gina. That's That's pretty remarkable. Yes. <laughs> Would it surprise you that he was balding? So, uh, Gene Siskel wrote in his review for a Chicago newspaper, he put her home address in his review and said, send letters to her to tell her she should never do this again and that you're upset with her. Which is super weird, right? Yeah, they they uh, they were not kind to, to slasher movies over the years. Oh. Yeah, but what, in their defense, there's a lot of bad slasher movies. Yes. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a show, Molly. 
Gina, are we putting sharks of the corn on the slate for You know what? If, if one of our patrons wants to pay us $10 to, to do so, <laughs> but only if one of our patrons pays us $10 to do I'll so. I'll give you $10. <laughs> <laughs> You're on. All right. I'll give you my PayPal. <laughs> now, you're going to have to pay Gina $10 to make us talk about this. You realize that. that you've made a bargain. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you do an entire hour episode on, on Sharks of the Corn, you'd be surprised what we've gotten hour episodes out of. <laughs> it's true. We talked about mortuary for an hour and 45 minutes last week. So um, it's a time. It was only like an hour and 25 minutes. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Uh, any fooled you, right? You thought yeah. she's a character who's going to stick around for very long. Did you think, did you start, did you always think it was Jason or did you look around at people that the movie's kind of pointing at and going, maybe that person's a killer or you always thought it was going to be Jason? Um, I mean, I never knew that the, that the mom was the killer. So I always knew that like it was Jason, so I just thought of that. Okay. I didn't really factor in anyone else. Now, uh, I, to peel back the the veil here, I have the the Crystal Lake Memories book on on my desk. I think Becky used it to prop up her computer last night for a meeting. <laughs> it's that big, and uh, it has a picture of Jason drowning on it. And you pointed at all of the visages of Jason, and you said, "Are all these the different faces? Which one is that?" And that was Jason drowning in 1980s Friday the 13th, the movie you just watched. It doesn't really look like, because like in the normal movie, they look like a completely normal boy. I don't understand. Even when he comes out of the lake at the end? No, like when he was drowning, he just looked like a regular person. (laughs) So you did not Not register that face? No, I couldn't see it. Maybe it was just the camera. (laughs) It, it was a 4K that you were watching last night. Actually, no, you were watching a Blu-ray. I'll give you that. Because the 4K uh, at the, at, do you know this, Gina? At the 4K at the end of the cold open, when it's supposed to go white, it goes black. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to allow my child to see that trash. <laughs> Raise it up right. Listen, I'm trying. I'm trying to really raise a well-rounded child. That means you have to see things in the original aspect ratio and not fuck with color timing just because. You, you want to make sure he has the finest quality film so he could, he could see that they were clearly throwing empty boxes at the killer at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> now, as far as defense goes, right, we have the opening uh, sequence in which uh, two uh, young counselors in 1958 decide to go make out in a, in a uh, boathouse, mm-hmm. right? And, and grind on one another on a, on a bare wood floor, which don't do that. That's how you end up with splinters in your butt. <laughs> it's a real piece of advice from you to, from, from me to you. So, uh, and then uh, in the room walks, what you don't know at the time is Mrs. Voorhees. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, what you're doing was exactly what happened, quote unquote, to Jason when he drowned your two counselors, you know, making love when you should be watching the kids swimming in the middle of the night. And so she knifes one guy in the gut and then that girl backs up 
until the point where the where the movie just goes, you know what? That's all you get to see. Yep. How do you think she died? Uh, probably the same. <laughs> probably the same. She didn't really. She wasn't really creative until <laughs> the movie actually started. <laughs> So you feel like in the intervening years she got better ideas of how to kill people? I mean, yeah, I think stabbing someone through a bed is uh, better than uh, just walking up to someone. And also, um, you know that entire fight at like towards the end of the movie with the, mm-hmm. with the final survivor and uh, um, yes. what's her name? Mrs. Voorhees? Yeah. Pamela? Yeah. Pam, as we call her? We call her that? No. But we can start. <laughs> right? <laughs> what do you want to call her? Mrs. Um, v? Not really. The Vore Dog? <laughs> That's kind of worse. Oh, my goal was not to get better. It was only to get worse. You succeeded. <laughs> well done. Way to go. So, yeah, between Alice and Mrs. Voorhees, yeah. right? Uh, they were so bad at fighting. <laughs> and then at the beginning of the movie, they just kind of stabbed that guy like it was no big deal. And then um, she goes on and loses her knife at the beginning of the fight immediately uh, and then starts slapping her, which does absolutely nothing. Well, like you get slapped. <laughs> I mean, it didn't really do any visible damage, did it? <laughs> True, but okay. Is this the first movie that you've watched where two people fight, where neither person has any idea how to fight? Because it's not like Mrs. Voorhees is a melee fighter. It's not like she comes into this having had years in the ring in her experience, where I she's mean, got Krav well, Maga. I, mean, I, get, I, get, I get his point, though, because like earlier, earlier in the movie... She like holds a guy's head down and drives a knife through an entire bed into, into his neck. Yes, but and, she, I mean, and then she like, like, and then when she's confronted with Alice, she turns into like noodle arms. Yes, I agree. She <laughs> suddenly loses the Forhees family strength when confronted in a a one on a PvP fight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Also, can we talk about how that knife through the bed thing? That was a triangle. It wasn't a knife. There was an arrow. Are you sure? I'm absolutely sure oh, it's yeah, an arrow. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. It was an arrow. You are correct. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna get into this, Ollie and Gina. Okay, because this is one of our first big controversies here here on the show. So, you slept in a bunk at a camp, right? Mm-hmm. How far off the floor was that was that bunk bed that you were on? Uh, I had one of the ones that was like pretty far off so I could put like my shoes under there barely. Right. But you couldn't like put in a full suitcase under your no. bed. Okay. So it's barely off the ground, this bunk bed, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's a very thin mattress and then his neck. Yep. And you remember you've done archery at that same camp, right? How mm-hmm. long are arrows? Pretty long. Pretty long. <laughs> so, so she's underneath his bed and she can write this arrow, right? Maybe Not, she did it sideways. <laughs> but then it would come out sideways, don't you think? No. It comes out straight, straight out his neck. Also, how do you stab an arrow through wood? It would just bend. Right, but that's a metal bed that just has springs on it. So there, there is 
room there, but she's also shoving an arrow through a mattress before she even hits neck. Yeah. <laughs> do you know? Do you but know? Isn't it wood? And then how no, would you- that's a metal bed because oh. remember it's, it's all it makes all the the springy noises when when they're when they're getting it on. Yeah. Yes. Is that the first time you saw Kevin Bacon's butt? <laughs> it glorious. Oh, is that the guy from Tremor? <laughs> yes. It's a guy yeah. From Tremor. A, a glorious full screen. Um, and we had the unrated version, so there's a lot of butt grabbing. So that was your first <laughs> Kevin Bacon butt, yeah? No, there was uh, a bit of it of Drubbers, I think, wasn't there? Uh, Gina, do you remember Kevin Bacon's butt predominantly shown bare in... Not bare, but okay. like... Wait, clothed butt. Yeah. Yeah, but he's but not like a, he's not an actor oh. who's not an actor who keeps his butt uh, to himself. He's he's willing to share with audiences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think he was willing to. Sh- I don't think he's since been willing to share that much of his butt, though. Well, I mean, you get you you get to see his both scoops of ice cream in this one. Like I, I think that cameraman was like you know like about five inches away which had to be really awkward when you think about it oh that now ollie you know experienced it it is (laughs) now wait a second someone filmed your butt from five inches away no oh you were in a face your face yes and that so imagine you're in a situation where you're basically naked on camera would you be comfortable with that i'm good yeah okay (laughs) And that's the answer you should keep saying to yourself when anyone asks you that. You got that? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, um, so when when someone gets killed through a, a, another object on the show, we like to call that a get bunked. That's where it started. Uh, did that come from this movie? It sure did. It sure did. Mm-hmm. And we've seen so many, we've lost count. <laughs> We have no idea how many get bunks there are in the movies we've covered. And better podcasters would have kept track, but um, we don't care. I mean, it's not better to say this is get bunked number 193. It's kind of. <laughs> but then we could we could judge them, I suppose, is the, the only benefit you would have to actually actively keeping track. I suppose. Okay. We've always, we've always talked about maybe like starting a wiki, like all our various references, but it's like, that's too much work. You have a wiki? No, we were thinking no, about start it. One? Yeah. <laughs> anyone in the audience, anytime we're seven years into this, you can start a wiki. We won't stop you. Yeah. If you want to keep track of get bunks, we would love that. <laughs> we, we would love for you guys to do the work and us to simply re- reap the benefits. We would enjoy that very much. Um, Annie, let's let's talk about Annie very briefly before we move back into the order we were talking about. Because mm-hmm. we talk about uh, characters in the order in which they die. So Annie is the cook. Can you imagine cooking for an entire summer camp worth of kids? I'm also good. <laughs> <laughs> That's not something you always dreamed of, like Annie claims that, that, that it's I'm, a dream come true? Yeah, why does she say that? <laughs> Uh, Maybe she needs know. to dream bigger. I was gonna say she's uh, she's a she's a, she's a small dreamer. <laughs> I mean, she does have nice conversations with dogs, though, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was that the moment you related to her the most? Or you're like, oh, that's the person I want to live because she's talking to a dog. 
I like, um, what was her name? Like Darcy or whatever. Darcy or whatever? You mean Marcy? Yeah. No. No. Who's uh, your favorite? My favorite is Brenda. Yeah, her. Yeah, Brenda's the best. Everybody loves Brenda. (laughs) Brenda is tops. Brenda does Brenda. Brenda does Brenda, and we love her for it. Um, But Annie ends up getting her throat slashed uh, up against a tree uh, because she's sick of moving and she gives up on life. I don't think that's how that works. She kind of just... Also, how does she limp? Why is she limping again? She jumped out of a moving vehicle. You jump out of a moving vehicle and see how easy... She tucks and rolls in the whole nine yard. It wasn't um, moving very fast. It was was moving at a clip. But you... Listen, (laughs) on the way to volleyball later, all right? I'll keep going at 35 miles per hour. You jump out into a ditch and see how well you come out of it. 35 so it looks more like 10 at most i could walk that fast you can walk at 10 miles per hour That'd be impressive. it would be impressive if you could do that all right so uh she gets knocked off she gets her throat slit so keep that in mind when we choose your own death venture of which one of which uh death you would choose to die that way and why okay okay all right so Pretty fast i feel like yeah it is reasonably fast. And then the next person we need to talk about is Ned. Ned is the jokester. How do you feel about Ned the jokester? Oh. Who's Ned? Oh, that guy. Yes. The um, I'm drowning guy. The I'm drowning guy. The let me dress in this Indian headdress and yeah. do a little casual racism with a diaper on. Mm-hmm. That that feller. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what are your feelings about Ned as an individual, as a human being in this race we call human? Uh, <laughs> uh. Now, any any words come to mind? Just have them leap out of of your mind through your mouth hole. Disappointment. Disappointment. That that is reasonable. That works. Uh, <laughs> And so uh, he also receives a slash to the throat when he gets curious about what is inside an abandoned cabin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how that works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, so when you re- hear a noise from an abandoned cabin, you check it out. That's what you do. You, you go poking your head in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and now later it's revealed that Marcy and Kevin Bacon have been making sweet, sweet love underneath the corpse of Ned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another thing somehow that Mrs. Voorhees has had the, the strength to do is uh, is uh, lug a grown man body up, up a ladder and into onto a, into a bed. I'm tell- when she when she's dealing with a dead body, she's very strong. When she's dealing with a live body that she's not surprising, she has difficulty. She's she's a different killer than a Jason. You'll learn. Was Kevin Bacon the one that was like? Oh, there's a bloody axe. We'll laugh about it tomorrow or whatever. <laughs> no, that that is a different character. That is Bill. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Bill's the responsible guy, but when he hacks up a snake with a machete, he gives it a look like, ooh, I like doing that. And that makes him a red herring. A what? A red herring is a character that the movie or book or play points to and says, oh, they might be a suspect. 
But it turns out they were merely a suspect and not the person who does the deed. Got it. To <laughs> say you, you, or did you completely blow his mind? Well, I think it definitely was turning some gears there. I, I mean, I might edit out some of that silence, but it was long. <laughs> he really, really thought about the concept. Do you think you could put somebody, uh, a dead body over your shoulder and haul it from one cabin to another and put it in the top bunk of another, if you were called upon to do that? There was, um, uh, YouTube shorts. <laughs> that was, uh, that was like, this is, this is the way to, to, to heave a unconscious body over your shoulder. And you like step on their feet and then you like pull their arms. Like up. a fireman's carry where you yeah. put them over your shoulder. Yeah. Okay. Well, I like that you were, were watching YouTube shorts about unconscious bodies. It was, it, that's, that's a, that's a, a, an important distinction with importance. It was on my recommended because of your horror search results. He <laughs> <laughs> learned Listen, by we, watching you, Dad. Yeah, mm-hmm, apparently, <laughs> or at least watching what I've been watching uh, on YouTube. Okay, so that's Nettie. I use your profile because you have premium. <laughs> yes, well, I have premium so that you're not watching YouTube commercials. Wait, why? Because <laughs> I don't want you watching YouTube commercials because I can't control what it's selling you. And I'd rather you not be exposed to whatever that nonsense is. Old Spice usually. Old Spice <laughs> usually. All right. Well, it's more benign than I would have given Why is it blue? Why is... Gina, why is Old Spice blue? Because it's for men. <laughs> I think it's supposed to evoke the sea is my guess. Because Old Spices was primarily sold as something that sailors put on for whatever reason. Aren't they getting a lawsuit? Who's they? Old Spice. I don't know. Because it like chemically burns some people. Uh, that's news to me. Uh, I'm not, I don't have Old Spice on a news alert, but why do you? Uh. <laughs> All right, good to know. So, uh, so after Ned buys it, then then uh, Jack, played uh, by Kevin Bacon, he gets the arrow through the neck. Mm -hmm. Right, so keep that in mind. Wasn't uh, it many arrow? Oh wait, no, that was through the bunk bed. Yeah, it's, so it's through up in a tight space, a narrow. It's yeah. probably twelve inches long, right? Up through in between the, the springs of that metal bed frame, right through the mattress. Which is, which probably would require a lot of strength. Mm -hmm. Then through the your neck, right? But hopefully not hitting the spine because that would block things up. And then out through the entirety of the neck and Even out. Even though it comes through the middle, which is where the spine is, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> we can. We have. Um, but this is your first time. But that was surprising. You didn't expect that? No, because he was kind of just laying there. So mm -hmm. I was like, well, bye. Something's <laughs> going to happen under you. Well, bye. Okay. So uh, after that, um, his his gar gargle friend, Mer uh, gar Mars gargle? Goyle friend, Mar girl, grill, his grill, uh, Marcy goes to the bathroom and she does an impression in the mirror. Do you have any idea what impression she's doing? 
No. Have you, have I shown you a Catherine Hepburn movie yet? Who? <laughs> okay. Asked and answered. All right. I'm. I mean, listen. Hepburn. But at the time that I had watched this movie, I had probably not seen a Catherine Hepburn movie. I had only seen impressions of her through cartoons, like on Looney Tunes. Like head, like a head burn. Hepburn. Hep. Oh, head. Hepburn. <laughs> Catherine Hepburn. Yes. Okay. She had a Mid Atlantic. Can you do a Mid Atlantic accent? I'm terrible at accents. Me? I don't know what that is. Yeah, you, Gina. No, I'm not, I'm not terrible at accents. Yeah, I wish I. I'll I'll have to show you some clips or something. We'll watch. Have you talked about uh, moms? Are are we British then? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I moms, are you British? Then has come up on occasion. <laughs> that was an incident in which we went to the party. And someone was speaking in a British accent and it sounded very, very made up. And she announced to the entire group, oh, are we British then? And yes, the person was British. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so we got invited to a lot of neighborhood gig uh, parties in Island Park after that one. Um, but, you know, I've done more embarrassing things, uh, usually physically. I, I've fallen over. I've walked through a screen window once upon a time. I've done that. <laughs> so, you know, none of us are perfect, but she's beautiful and charming. So it helps uh, her get past such uh, little faux pas. So Marcy is in the bathroom. And did you have any problem with how she operated in the bathroom? I remember you talking a lot during the sequence. Um, it was too long. <laughs> so in your mind, it wasn't necessarily suspenseful. It was just too boring. long. It was boring. But she investigated a lot of noises and you had a problem with that. <laughs> okay. Now... <laughs> Here's a thing that has been brought up many times on the show. Okay. What do you think those sound effects are meant to sound like? Breathing? I have no idea. Okay. Would, would it surprise you that one of our previous guests suggested that it was the sound of a choo-choo train? Why? <laughs> we don't know. But it very much amused us at the time. Would doesn't it go choo choo and not uh, oh like the like the clickety clacks? Well, I think yeah. She invoked. She thought it was like choo 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 oh. like that. <laughs> Which I suppose it she might sound about a little the, bit funny. The K's right. It's a K and an M, and so it's k k k and it's supposed to be the front parts of kill her mommy when Mrs. Voorhees is speaking in her Jason voice. Kill, oh. kill, 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 kill. Mama, mama. Oh. Is smoke coming out of your ears yet? No. <laughs> hey, just like, yeah. Should have made it more obvious. <laughs> All right. Again, when you are in charge of Paramount, you can make it more obvious. <laughs> they didn't even include a single L in there. It was just... <laughs> Well, it's hard, it's hard to repeat. Kill, 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 kill. It's, that's, that's. No, you, you go kill and then you put it on reverb. Oh, okay. Well, you're, you're the, the, uh, the audiovisual editor in the family. I'll leave you to that. 
Now, when Marcy got gets a, a a hatchet to the face, did you see that coming? Yeah. You did? Not a hatchet, but like I knew she was gonna die. And okay. Too long for something not to happen. <laughs> now, Marcy does what uh, something we've seen a bunch on the show, which is someone who stand there and accept. <laughs> For some reason. Oh, yeah, we, uh, that's been a big complaint for these movies for us is how, uh, uh, we've started calling it, well, I've had a good run, where it's just people who just kind of give up and, and, and stand there and wait for the, wait for the killer to kill them. It happens in WWE a lot. (laughs) Except when they're celebrating. Uh <laughs> what are you doing? And then the the other guy just picks them up and then th- throws them on their head or whatever. Yep, you you heard it here first, Friday the thirteenth, nineteen eighty, a lot like WWE fights. Um, it is. <laughs> do you think that, that that hatchet gag looked pretty good though? Yeah. 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 All right. So uh, she gets it again. And- very strong, even though she's not that good of a fighter for some reason but well that's the thing i think i think mrs Voorhees, um as a character isn't is not uh she sneaks up on people Mm -hmm. and that's how she gets them right because she's obviously she's at a bit of a deficit uh what about about jason does he well jason's does he run or does he do the michael myers walk like everybody else he's he's more of a, a walker and then at a certain point, he b- begins to teleport. It's just inexplicable how he gets from one place to the other. Oh. Yeah. Whereas Michael just wears people down, but he also surprises people a lot because there's a lot of trick or treat to Michael Myers. Yeah. Jason isn't playing games. He just gets Those you at your goes. most vulnerable moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, so like. Why don't they do a character that runs? Uh, in the in the remake, Jason runs a little. He gets oh. he gets up a pace a little bit. He gets ahead of steam. Why do killers never run? I don't understand. Like that'd be way more practical than just walking at someone. Right. Well, I, it really depends on the type of killer. So, what the deficit you're coming at here by watching Friday the Thirteenth first is you haven't seen the first Halloween, right? And that mm-hmm. kind of establishes a trope of it's so scary that he doesn't move fast, right? No. <laughs> it's really not. Okay. Well, when we watch... I know if I just when we watch jog, I can get away from him. <laughs> when we watch Scream, you'll finally be able to see a killer who runs, but maybe not that well. Who's what, is, the, what is that supposed to mean? He's... When you're... And you have a giant... Uh, mask on your face and you're just a normal person Mm -hmm. it turns out it cuts off a lot of your peripheral vision and you can get slammed in the face with refrigerator doors that happens that happens Uh (laughs) (laughs) suck it scream 1996 so isn't there a new person for scream every single time or something who told you who is spoiling scream for you you oh uh, that person is very smart then. Um, yes, there's a new person every time. But you're trying to figure out who it is every time. It, mm-hmm. it is a so whodunit. Like clue. Right, exactly. So Friday the 13th is like one of the first who's doing this. It's mm-hmm. a mystery slasher. 
because well, it's not one of the people on screen on screen, right? Right, but still, it's setting up red herrings like mm-hmm. uh, Crazy Ralph, right? Who is like hiding in places? And did you like how he bikes? Oh, he's straight as an arrow. <laughs> I'm telling you, the ample does not fall far from the tree. Um, but yes, he's he's a red herring, right? Because he's weird and he's telling everyone you're doomed, you're doomed, you're doomed. I think the biking posture is the scariest part. <laughs> is he a more likely suspect or or the cop whose name is Officer Dorf? Um I feel like it'd be pretty hard for a killer to become a cop, just saying. Uh, well, spoiler alert, Oliver. Uh, we'll, talk, we'll do that talk off of air. Okay. Um, so Mrs. Voorhees, though, is like a, a spring on you killer, okay? Yeah. She's surprising people. But when when people came to the movie in 1980, there was no, the concept of Jason is not out there. They don't know who the killer is. Mm-hmm. So they're looking around wondering, is it the camp owner? Is it Crazy Ralph? Is it the officer? Is it one of the counselors? So they're going through who is it, who is it, who is it? And that's the whodunit slasher. And you either have that or you have Michael Myers, who's always the killer. You know from the minute go, from the, the first sequence of the movie, he's going to be the killer. Okay. So he, when Brenda gets it right, uh, Mrs. Voorhees pulls that trick because Brenda, like what happens when Ned uh, pretends to drown? Who comes to the rescue? Brenda? Brenda. Brenda. Brenda comes to the rescue. When there's a snake in the the cabin, who comes to the rescue? Brenda. Brenda. Brenda is the person who comes to the rescue. So Mrs. Voorhees is watching this all, right? Mm -hmm. And she goes, there's no way I can beat Brenda in a straight up fight. Look at her. She's built like an Amazon. And she's twice as smart and instantly funny. So uh, she's the best among us. How am I going to beat Brenda? I'm going to lure Brenda alone and afraid into the middle of a rainstorm and do something to her that we don't know and we never find out. Until she's thrown through a window. Right. Mrs. Voorhees, who cannot beat up one a uh, very drunk lady, all right, mm-hmm. who, who was so scared she went to sleep. Uh, she can throw Brenda through a window. Do you know what's called? And also when- kill Brenda. Right. But I, maybe she gets arrowed. I think that's what is alluding to it happening because mm-hmm. previously Ned uh, flung an arrow at her. Mm-hmm. So I think that's setting up that maybe she got an arrow. But for whatever reason, there's no arrows inside of her when she gets thrown through a window. Do you know what that's called? No. Defenestration. Defenestration. Say it again. Defenestration. (laughs) A lot of looking up to the sky. I like how I can can hear the wheels. I like how I can hear the wheels turning. (laughs) Well, I promise you, the little mouse inside is going furiously. I thought I had a brain. You do. <laughs> but inside everyone's brain is a tiny mouse. And you do. That's what and, they don't and, tell you. And now it knows what defenestration is. <laughs> oh, I don't. I still don't. It's throwing someone through a window. Yeah. Oh. 
Or if you were, if you threw yourself through a window, that would be defenestration. And that not that self-defenestration though? I suppose, Gina, if you want to get ticky-tacky about it. Basically, if, we, you, if you watch enough of these, you'll, you'll become... You become intimately acquainted with the concept of defenestration. Yes. There's a lot of people thrown through windows. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes he, sometimes he, person, himself, he throws himself through a window. Yeah, it's very true. Um, now, uh, on, is the next person who gets it Steve Christie or is it somebody else? I mean, who honestly, do you think um, he remembers? Who, I barely remember who Steve Christie is. All right, Steve Christie is the doofus with the mustache who flirts with a waitress, and uh, he d- I, I did total it up last night. He does tip that waitress. Well, okay. <laughs> so he's he's the guy in the poncho who owns the camp who's being creepy to Alice earlier on, and she's like, I don't know that I want to stay here with uh, a goof who's constantly hitting on me. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> who? This guy, Steve Christie. Oh, that guy. This guy. Right Looks like there. he's dressed for a chemical winter. <laughs> well, he's wearing a rain slicker, so you're not far off. It is yellow uh, plastic. Mm-hmm. And he gets stamped straight in the chest when he says, oh, hey, there you. What are you doing here? He knows them. He knows them. He knows right? them, but so doesn't, but isn't allowed to reveal to the audience who it is yet. So he uses a lot of yous and pronouns. Hey. Non-revealing pronouns. What's, how's it going? You? Hey, person. How are you there? <laughs> uh, so he gets a, a knife straight in the stomach. Not that we see much of it, but he pops up again at the end uh, because uh, apparently Mrs. Vorkies picks up her dead bodies and moves them around. Why do you think she does that? He does? Wait, Where? At the very end, there's a, Alice runs into a, a a whole corpse chorus. Oh yeah, and he like he's hung upside down, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then he just pops into frame because it's time to pop in for bodies to pop into frame. Why does she do that? I don't know, but it happens over and over again. It's just something about the Forkies family; they love to do it. We used to call it indoor outdoor uh, decoration. Like a lawn gnome? <laughs> <laughs> um, the next person who gets it is Bill. Um, and Bill, um, this Viper? guy. Oh, the, the guy who's very helpful to Alice towards the end there. He's like, oh, I'm going to restart the, the. Oh, that guy. Yeah. And then he dies. And then he dies. It, and he just gets stabbed over and over again with a lot of arrows. Yeah. But he somehow picked up off the ground. He's also breathing. He's also breathing. Yes, you notice that. Yeah, it's, it happens a lot in the movies we cover. It's hard to hold your breath for a really long time. It wasn't even that long, though. It was like two seconds. Well, when we hang you up on the door and put a bunch of fake arrows in you, let's see how long you can hold your breath. Okay. <laughs> it's not me being hung up. It's my clothing. Okay, sure. Uh, if you think that makes it easier, uh, we'll put you in a harness and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Do you have a harness? Yes. Your mom and I have a harness. harness. We don't talk about it, but yes. After Bill, Bill's really our last counselor up and leaving only Alice and Mrs. Voorhees. Mm -hmm. And we we talked a bit about Mrs. Voorhees, but we haven't talked about Alice. Did you, you obviously didn't foresee her as the final girl. Why do you think she survives to the end? Uh, Because she's like 
the most like uninteresting <laughs> like person there that you want to survive and you don't expect it at all. <laughs> so you think it's a surprise factor? You don't Allison. get to know her at all. I don't <laughs> <laughs> well, you know certain things about her. She's an artiste. She draws. She does. Yes. Steve Christie looks at all her drawings. It's like, wow, you're quite an artist. Hey, why don't you stick around and let me hit on you some more? <laughs> that happens. <laughs> She's okay at strip monopoly. That's something you know. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple beers in her, she gets sleepy. There's something. Yeah. I'm so scared because there's a knife and body in the in the cabin. I'm going to go to sleep now. <laughs> That's what you do. Yeah. It'll all be, it'll it'll be better, like it'll be better in the get, morning. Yeah, it's not like you could get murdered uh, while you're asleep. In, in her defense, the, the body has not come through the window yet. But yes, yeah. she does She does go sweepy time, which is honestly why she survives to the end. When she takes that nap, that saves her to the end. Otherwise, For she some might... reason, even though that's like the easiest kill, I don't... Well, I think Mrs. Voorhees believes that she's the easiest kill. So she's saving her to the end. Whereas Bill is a more capable person. He's a guy. He's in his 20s. He can probably defend himself. He got a surprise attack him. Mm -hmm. Alice, he could probably take one-on-one. Apparently not. (laughs) Now, you noted. Slap battle. (laughs) Before the slap battle, Alice hides herself after the reveal of Mrs. Voorhees. With a rope. With a rope. No, does not work because she's unties it in one second after she uh, hears a car. Right, because that might be someone there to rescue her. Uh huh. But like, the the knot is really flimsy <laughs> for someone that wants to lock herself inside. So you believe you can tie a better knot to a door around a a a, a, a you know, uh, what is what would that be? A, a pillar? I don't know what the fuck it is. I, I hope so. <laughs> All right, we're going to review your knot tying after this is over. That's not really a a, a podcast uh, kind of. That's very visual. But uh, she undoes the rope. It's revealed that it's Mrs. Voorhees. She's an old friend of the Christies, mm-hmm. and then and Mrs. Voorhees has a very long monologue, where she talks about Jason. Mommy. <laughs> right now. When J- when you see Jason drown, did you view that as happening in the middle of the day or the middle of the night? Day. Day. It was bright outside. It was not bright outside. It was. It was not. Don't see. That is an untreated version of it. That's just a picture that most people see online. But the actual movie shows it at night. No. Yes. It was very bright. Okay, we'll watch it again. But uh, I will show you the difference between that picture and the actual motion picture. Um, Now, uh, at the end, right, we have a slap battle. Uh, Mrs. Voorhees takes a lot of damage. Do you think you could tank uh, a fire poker to the bank and a frying pan to the face and keep going? Because I think the frying pan to the face, I would be like bye-bye town. Yeah. I I can only take so many frying pans to the face. Frying pan I would be knocked out by, but she gets up. Uh, and also, can we talk about, um... We can always talk about. How she proceeds to never pick up the knives or machetes that, uh, Ms. Voorhees drops on the floor. Yes, we can. And, uh, uh, this is the thing about, uh, Crystal Lake. 
It's littered with machetes. It's everywhere. Everywhere you go, there's just a, a sharp instrument ready for mm. you to pick up. You, you, the grass was something. You check into you check into camp. They give you a machete. You just got to write your name Kill on the handle. The snakes. <laughs> That's right. You got to handle snakes or something, mm. and machete is the perfect tool. So yes, she never picks up anything until the end. Until then. After dropping, but don't you think it's constructed a little bit in the sense that people are yelling at the screen, pick up that knife, don't drop that frying pan. And at the very end, when she gets Mrs. Voorhees and chops off her head, it's because she went over and picked up the machete off the ground. Well, she could have done that earlier, so it's not like, oh my gosh, it's so heroic. I don't know that she wanted to do that earlier. I don't know that Alice is a, she's a lover, not a fighter. Yeah, I don't know if I was and like. Why'd you do it? On the if I was fighting with someone, I, I I don't know that my first thought would be give me something so I could chop their head off. Yeah, I, that's an extreme posture. Uh, I, I who killed all my friends is a, and is about to kill me. At least I'm gonna like chop off their leg or something. <laughs> hear, you heard it here first. <laughs> what your, if one of your friends you, is found missing their leg? We know who to turn to. We yeah, know who to look you at. You come after my son's friends, and you end up with a missing leg. You know the reason why. All right. So that so what were your overall impressions? Did you enjoy Friday the 13th? Um, it was all right. It was all <laughs> it right. It was all right. Now, after the movie was over, you said that wasn't that scary. But later that night, you said, I was thinking about it a lot. Uh, that's how my brain works for every single movie ever. That's okay. supposed to be slightly scary. And the, 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 for what, some reason, and I hate it. <laughs> well, because you have the Hamilton imagination. Now, uh, great. <laughs> I'm going to play you the Pink Panther theme later. Let's, let's see if that crawls into your brain. <laughs> but scary, right? No. It's the scariest sound you've ever heard, right? It's slow jazz. <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to wrap this up real fast now. <laughs> And the way we're going to do that is we're going to play Choose Your Own Death Venture. And that's where you decide of uh, all the deaths that are in this movie, which one would you choose to die that way and why? All right. So up for bid in this particular movie, we have stabbed in the stomach with a hunting knife mm-hmm. and then and then <laughs> stabbed somewhere with the same hunting knife later. But you have to throw a bunch of cardboard boxes at the camera, but not hit the camera. You have to hit, you have to go off to the side. Make that look realistic, mm-hmm. okay? Hope you do better than the actress in the movie. She sucks. All right, uh, or you could go like Annie. She has her throat slashed with that hunting knife. Ned, he also gets his throat slashed. Or you can get your neck impaled with an arrow while sitting on the bunk bed. Um, I you mean, can, I might not even die. From that. <laughs> I I hate to break this to you. You're probably gonna die. No, but it, it won't even reach. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> It's not going to feel good. It's going to, you can choose that if you want. Uh, face stuck, uh, struck with an axe. Mm-hmm. So right, right in the eye. Uh, chest stabbed with a hunting knife. Um, throat slashed, impaled with multiple arrows, hung on a door. You can get Brenda's death, which we don't really know, but she's uh, tied up with ropes and thrown through a window later. Or you can get decapitated with a machete. What say you, uh, Ollie? I would say to. Decapitated, but then her hands are still moving, so that implies that she's alive with a head missing somehow. Well, like there's still there's still nerves firing through her body, like yeah, but y- they're 
immediately dead, right? Oh yeah. I'm well, there's some quibbles about that. There, there are people believe there's still enough things happening in your brain that after decapitation, you can see for just like a little while. Great. Now you're going to give him something he's going to think about later. <laughs> uh, um, so you can't like feel anymore, right? I mean, I think, I think you are, you, you are in a unthinking realm at that point yeah. and you're never going to remember it. So there's that. You're never going to remember any of these things. Yeah, probably that or backslash would be quick as well. Okay. Now, if you get your head decapitated, you're going to have very uh, hairy Greek uh, mm-hmm. knuckles. You're okay with that? You're yeah. a fair-haired boy. Um, I mean, it's for two seconds. I'm fine with that. Okay. <laughs> I'm afraid you'll always have those hairy knuckles if you choose it. No, because after she flops onto the ground, uh, her hands return back to me. <laughs> you know what? You see, Gina? You see what I'm dealing with here? I said a lot of, lo- lo- his way out of everything. A lot of logic happening here. Oh, man. You have no idea. Well, that pretty much uh, does it. I, Ollie, thank you for watching Friday the 13th. You ever going to watch another one with me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> leaving, leaving it on a cliffhanger. <laughs> Ringing um, endorsement. Hall. Josh also does all of our artwork. Uh, go to revengebodymemphisatbandcamp.com for this theme and all of our remixes. Gina, where can people find you on these here internets? I, I write about television at movies at the spool.net. I have a Substack. Gina watches things at substack.com. And I am on Blue Sky, Instagram, and TikTok under Gina Does Things. We're on your socials with the exception of Twitter. Uh, screw that joint. Um, join our Patreon where we do fun things like commentaries over Friday the 13th movies and Halloween movies. Uh, we do special bonus episodes and chat by chat where we answer questions from listeners like you. Uh, and you can join today and it's well worth your time and attention in that manner. Uh, up next week, we've got a fun, uh, Halloween 1983 episode. We're watching another 1983 horror movie that I think everyone's going to enjoy. Sharks of the Corn? Um, no. Oh. No. Uh, it's the ch- maybe Children of the Corn? I think that's 84. Children of the Corn. We should watch Children of the Corn. Must we? Or, Sharks better. Or we just watched the sequel where a wheelchair gets thrown through and gets defensive. Or we could just watch that scene over and over and over again. We'll just watch that scene and talk about it. Okay. That's your next episode. We watch one scene of Children of the Corn 2 where a wheelchair gets thrown through a window. Yes. Why does that happen? You don't need to know. Just go with, just go with it. Just, just let it happen. Uh, that's it, folks. The body count will continue for myself, Gina, and for Oliver. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.